Hi guys, and welcome to Curls Gone Wild. I'm Kathleen, your host. This is the first episode of this podcast, so welcome. I'm glad you found me, or I'm glad you are such a good friend that you're willingly listening to me. I really appreciate all of that support. Where I go to school, which I won't disclose until after I graduate for reasons even though most of you probably listening right now probably already know where I go um we have what we call the introduction which basically is an elevator pitch about ourselves so I'm going to give you my introduction and then I'll get going deeper into what the podcast is about what today's episode is going to be about all of that good stuff okay so here's my introduction I'm Kathleen. I'm 21. I'm going to be a senior in college. I'm from Indianapolis and I'm studying political science, Latino studies, and theology. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, once again, I want to say welcome. Basically, I've always wanted to have a podcast because I love the sound of my own voice and I think I'm the funniest person in every room. Like, dead ass, that is the reason that I wanted a podcast. I just never stopped talking. So I was like, okay, all right, fine, let's podcast. And then came all this panic about what should I even talk about? Because there's a podcast for literally everything. I thought about doing one about sex and dating just because it's so fun to talk about. And my friends and I literally love talking about it with each other all the time. Um, But I don't have a ton of experience in that field, so I thought that probably wouldn't last long for me. Um, I still likely will talk about those topics, though, just because they are fun to talk about. And if a situation ever arises where I feel like I need to talk about it, then absolutely I will. And then I was like, oh, I should talk about politics because there's so much misinformation out there. And it's so, so important that we're all educated on issues and American civics, et cetera, et cetera. But it's such a serious topic, and it's also kind of something that I deal with every single day. And I just didn't want to have to talk about it literally all the time. I love politics, of course, but I'm I'm just not sure if a whole podcast on it would be something that I wanted to do. And not that I'll never talk about it on this podcast. You can bet your sweet little ass I will. But I don't know. It just felt tedious to make an entire podcast about politics. And I basically went through that process with a bunch of other different topics and nothing ever really felt right or true to who I am. So basically, I'm just gonna do an amalgamation of all of it, especially now that I'm on the verge of graduating and I just honestly have no idea what I want to do with the rest of my life, which is a really hard pill for me to swallow because I was always the person who knew exactly what I wanted to do and I had this big plan and everything and I don't know, I'm just kind of looking at it and I'm realizing that there's just so much that the world has to offer and I don't want to settle on something that I might end up not hating, but just I, I want to see if there's other things out there for me. For example, I've always wanted to have a podcast and I never started one because I was embarrassed. And why am I jipping myself of this experience, right? So and like, why am I embarrassed? What do I have to be embarrassed about? It's my life. And like, 
I? Why am I making decisions based on what I think other people will think? So since I'm living alone this summer, um, I guess finally starting this podcast is the perfect thing to do with all of this downtime and I guess all of this not newfound knowledge, but newfound appreciation for all of the life experience that I'm about to get. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, anyway, let's get into it. So today we are actually going to be talking about being alone. Um, Like I said just now, I've been alone all summer. I'm in El Paso, Texas for an internship. Um, And I've just been living completely by myself. And it's been a very weird experience for me since I have three siblings and I've pretty much never lived entirely alone. So getting used to doing things all by myself and relying on myself has been such an eye-opening experience, not to get into cliches, but it's true. When I went to college, I thought it would be my big living alone era, and I think a lot of people think that way. And in a sense, you are, of course, alone, but not really. Like, you're no longer responsible to your parents. You're really only responsible for yourself and going to class and not getting into trouble and that kind of thing. But I, at least in my experience, have always been surrounded by people Um, I'm always with friends or classmates or professors, you know, in class at the dining hall in my dorms going out. Like it's just a constant, I guess, time with people. And so even though I'm alone in the sense that I'm the one who is holding myself accountable to my schoolwork and my actions and that kind of thing, I'm not alone. So before leaving Indiana to come down to Texas this summer, I had a lot of anxiety. I've traveled by myself before. The longest solo road trip I did was last summer, 10 hours to Minnesota. And I've flown to New York a handful of times by myself. But in each of those instances, I was heading to someone's house. Like I have a friend who lives in Minnesota. So I was going to visit her and her family. And my family lives in New York. And so I would be visiting them. But I had never done something where I was traveling by myself to a destination that didn't have somebody like on the other end waiting for me. Also, I've only ever been to Texas once and it was Dallas to visit my uncle at the beginning of this year. And in case you didn't know, this state is just huge. Like it's true what they say. Everything is bigger in Texas. And so... I'm all the way in West Texas, and that's about 10 hours away from Dallas, which is where my uncle lives. And I've never been to this part of the country, and I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to swing this? How, how am I going to handle this? And I kept thinking to myself right before I left, like, I have to be able to do this. I have to be able to handle myself because I'm going to be moving out on my own in less than a year, and I have to be able to handle these types of situations like if I'm going to be a functioning adult when I move out when I graduate like these are the types of things that I have to be able to handle and that pressure adding that pressure onto myself just really did not help my anxiety I got way more anxious than I needed to be and then my little sister drove me to the airport dropped me off I got on the plane and came down to Texas and I've been fine 
like completely fine. I've handled every little challenge and inconvenience that's come my way. And I've just, I've been so fine. And I'm still alive also, by the way, in case you didn't realize. So now I'm actually alone. And it's really weird. I talk out loud to myself all the time just to break the silence, which makes me feel literally insane. For the first couple of days, I really enjoyed the being alone part. Once I got here and like that initial rush of anxiety kind of like left my body and it's kind of like coming down from so much energy. I was just kind of low energy and like, I don't know, it's just kind of nice to have time by myself um, and slow down and that kind of thing and proving to myself that I can survive by myself. If I said any of this to my mom, she would, I can just see her face right now. She would literally just look at me and be like, oh my gosh, of course we knew you could do it. But it's like, I'm glad you had the faith in me, mom. And that's amazing. But I needed the confidence in myself, which now I have. And it's super encouraging now that I'm about to graduate and getting ready to transition into this new period of my life. Being alone has truly been such a learning experience for me. I don't want to sound all cheesy, but I actually like myself a lot better now that I'm the only person that I have to be around. Being alone has forced me to have really difficult conversations with myself. Of course, I could easily distract myself from being alone with watching endless hours of TV and reading books and all that stuff. And I did do that for the first couple of days. Like I watched the entire Schitt's Creek series in less than a week, which is six seasons. And okay, I mean, there's 13 episodes per season and each season is, each episode is only 20 minutes. So it's really like watching six episodes of TV, like long TV, but whatever. Anyway, it gets boring is the point. Watching so much TV and that kind of stuff gets boring. And so I started to force myself to go out at least once a week to kind of just get out of the house. And I don't know, it was just, I don't know, break the monotony of, of my daily routine. Um, and the first couple times I did it, I was really uncomfortable. I was embarrassed to ask for a table for one person. I kept really wanting to touch my phone. Um, I was anxious just pretty much about everything. And then all of a sudden, it got easier. I'm not really embarrassed to ask for a table for one anymore. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to treat myself to a date after a long week at work. And staying off my phone has gotten easier. All of those things. I mean, just overall, the whole entire experience has become way more positive for me. Um, And I'm able to have like little conversations with myself, not out loud, of course, because although I feel insane when I do it in the privacy of my own home, I'm sure I would look insane if I was doing it out in public. I people watch. I try to take in more of my surroundings. I just really am trying to be more present and it's forced me to slow down a lot and it's been a really good exercise for me to try to just stay still and be still in the moment. 
That being said, I totally understand why people my age are trying to jump into relationships right now. Being alone kind of sucks sometimes, and we're all about to leave the comfort of school and the security that being in school brings, friends, a daily routine, that kind of thing. And to have someone to go through that whole uncertain transition period with is deeply comforting I never used to get the ring by spring idea, like why would people do that? But now that I'm kind of like approaching that time in my life, I definitely understand it a lot more. And I almost feel left out because I don't have somebody that is even in the wings to fill that position. Like I don't have a crush on anybody and I don't even have any interest in anybody, like not even remote interest in anybody. And I kind of miss having a crush, but at the same time, I'm not trying to rush it. And there's really nothing wrong with not having a crush and kind of just like focusing on myself. Like, what is it? Hot girl summer? That's what I'm having right now. I'm having a hot Kathleen summer. Um, and But last year, I went through a phase where I convinced myself that I would be okay to live alone in New York City or London and not have a significant other. I convinced myself that it was what I wanted. But you know what? It's not. I was afraid to admit that it was something that I wanted because I had never had a long-term relationship before. And so I thought in order to protect myself from being hurt, that having a boyfriend or a husband or a long-term relationship was something that I might never have. I tried to tell myself that it was something that I didn't even really want in the first place, which is just straight up lying to myself. I wasn't wrong in telling myself that I would be okay in being alone. Also, after I mean being alone this summer, I know that's a fact. Like, I will be more than fine. I will live a full and complete life without a partner. It's like I I can do that. And being alone this summer has taught me that I don't need somebody to complete me. I'm a full person on my own. Like, I'm able to have a really beautiful life on my own. Um, And I love myself. I love hanging out with myself. I've learned a lot about myself this summer. And I, I don't feel like I'm just tolerating myself anymore. Like I feel like I'm actually in a place where I'm, I'm having a thriving relationship with myself. And I've had a really, really lovely experience being on my own. But to try to convince myself that I don't want something because I'm afraid I'll never get it. What good could that possibly do for me? Like, it literally does not benefit me at all. It actually probably would ensure me from getting the thing that I want. Like, I would probably end up not getting it because I would not, I would be too, I don't know, prideful to even try to go for something because it's like, well, if I'm not going to get it anyway, why would I even attempt? So it's okay. I think, to want things that we don't know if we'll ever get. Like, it just, it hurts us more to pretend like we don't want them than to just admit to ourselves that, hey, this is something that I want. I don't know if I'll ever get it. And like, if we don't get it, does it hurt? Uh, yeah. Yes, it does. Very badly. But you know what they say, uh, no pain, no gain, baby. And honestly, just living a life trying to shelter yourself from pain all the time is just not, I don't know, it's just not a life that I want to live personally. Um, 
high risk, high reward, as they say. So, and I'm perfectly comfortable admitting that I want to be in a romantic relationship, but if it's something that I don't get, I don't want people to think that I'm going to be this like sad, bitter woman that doesn't have a full life. I have so many other fulfilling relationships and fulfilling hobbies and things in my life and a significant other can only add to that fulfillment. My older sister just got engaged um, and I'm like watching her go into this new period of her life and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want that. And my younger brother has been dating the same girl for two years. And it's so refreshing to see two of my siblings in these really great relationships. And I'm, I just watch them and I'm like, yeah, I'm sick of, of pretending like it's something that I don't want because it definitely is. I want that for more of myself. But I also have no problem waiting for that person who will add to my life. Like I said, I get why people my age are jumping into relationships right now, but I think a lot of people my age are getting into the wrong relationships because they're afraid of being alone. Guys, being alone is awesome. It's kind of empowering and it's like, yeah, I'm the boss of me. I'm only answering to myself and I can do literally anything I want, except things that are illegal and barring any financial restrictions. You know what I mean? This also goes back to an experience I had two years ago when I had my heart broken by my first love. We never even dated, but I would definitely consider him my first love, which is both hilarious and embarrassing to even think about. He was such a great friend and confidant, and he was everything that I thought I wanted in a life partner. And that's what I thought at the time, which is fine. And now that I'm two years out from the situation, I can see how totally wrong for me he was. If he's listening to this, which I hope he's not, but if he is, hey, how y'all doing? Um, but on a serious note, like I actually really appreciate everything that he was for me as a friend, that that relationship taught me. I'm so thankful for all the lessons that I gained from that. You know, I know more about what I want in a life partner. I will be a better partner. Um, all of those like super cliche things that they tell you about relationships and how there's no such thing as a failed relationship. Well, it's true, right? Um, but one thing that I'm still trying to get over is the hurt. Like it still hurts a little bit when I think about how I gave so much of who I was to him and he didn't want it. And I'm, I'm not saying like I lost myself or anything. It was just more like I was authentically myself around him. I didn't try to like mask or pretend to be somebody else. And he didn't want that. He didn't want me. And it's painful because I don't, I can't look to the failure of the relationship and be like, well, it failed because he didn't want this version of me. It's like, no, he didn't want me. And he was under no obligation to want to be in a relationship with me. Like that, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's fine that he didn't want to be in a relationship with me, but it's still hurtful to think that like, oh my gosh, I opened up and was so myself and someone didn't like that about me. And that's okay. Like that's totally fine. And I guess that's just a part of, I guess, seeking authentic relationships. But last year when I was still in the thick of trying to get over it and I was still kind of crying a lot, which is really silly of me and, you know, um, 
I went through the whole, well, I don't even want to get married anyway phase. And I know I was just using that as a defense mechanism to keep myself from ever having to go through that kind of pain again. Actually, the whole entire I don't want to get married phase came out of this is so ridiculous and so funny and I'm about to expose the hell out of myself right now. But this is the story. So there were two songs that I listened to pretty much on repeat for months. And it it is Fine Line. One of them songs was Fine Line by Harry Styles. And another one was I Don't Want to Love Somebody Else by A Great Big World. Both really beautiful, heart-wrenching songs. And I love Fine Line by Harry Styles. It was my number one Spotify song last year. And I still listen to it frequently. Um, not in a sad sense, just in the fact that it is an actual beautiful body of work. But the point is the song, I don't want to love somebody else is all about how this man and this woman, or I guess there's really no gender specification. So I shouldn't assume this person was in a relationship with another person and they had, I'm assuming it was a long-term relationship. They built this great, beautiful life together and all of these things. And one of the lines is talking about how I, like the singer of the song thought it was going to be the greatest love story he ever told. And he's just kind of holding on hope that this other person changes their mind and wants to continue this relationship and like just really sad stuff. And basically saying he doesn't want to start over in trying to build a life like that with anybody else because they've already built it up so high with this one person and I was like oh my god I don't wanna I don't wanna have to go through this kind of pain again and like I'm fine being single for the rest of my life because I just really don't think I I just can't imagine myself ever loving anybody the way that I love this other person like so freaking dramatic like calm down it's literally like seriously as a defense mechanism I used that song to kind of justify me not loving wanting to love anybody else and wanting to really move on and while that song is super cathartic to cry to um also just be aware that you don't get into that whole like phase that I was in where I was really just like I can't love anybody else I have to only love this one person like miss girl there's a whole wide range of people out there calm yourself so even though I know I was protecting myself, like now that I'm on the other side of that heartbreak and I'm getting ready to open myself up again to be potentially hurt, um, I know protecting myself like that is just really no way to live and it won't benefit me in any way and it will probably actually be detrimental to my life. So the moral of the story is being alone has been great for me. I highly recommend it to anyone who has never really had any time by themselves whether or not that's you've lived with people your whole life or you're a person who just jumps from relationship to relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I mean, you do what's best for you. But I do recommend, like, just taking some time for yourself. And it doesn't even have to be – it just doesn't have to be extreme. I mean, take yourself out on a date once a week. Get an Airbnb in a town that's two hours away from where you live. And just, I don't know, escape. Go on – a nature walk, like sit out at a restaurant for a couple hours and just don't go on your phone. Don't talk to anybody. Just really take that time to be with yourself. And it, and it's really uncomfortable, 
the first couple times. I'm serious. It is really uncomfortable the first couple times, especially when you're actively staying off of your phone and trying to like just not distract yourself with other things to really have time to look inward and be like, oh my gosh, here's all these things that I have to do. Not that I have to fix, but like getting to know yourself can be a little uncomfortable. When I do come back to the Midwest in about two weeks, which I am looking forward to immensely because although I am raving about how great being alone has been for me, also I'm going on, I've been here for a month now by myself and I do miss the human daily interactions. Not that I haven't had interactions with people because I'm working, so I see my coworkers and stuff, but that's in the context of a professional setting and I just miss being able to like mess around with my siblings and that kind of thing. So anyway, but when I do come back to the Midwest, I'm going to try to keep the routine of taking myself out once a week or having a weekend trip just by myself. I know it'll be different when I'm back in the vicinity of people that I like have real relationships with, like the anxiety of people I know seeing me out in public by myself is a little overwhelming. Um, but I also don't want what I think that they're thinking to inhibit me from being able to have my alone time, my me time. And honestly, who cares about their opinions? Like, I I don't know why I even care about what they think. I'm trying really hard not to care what other people think. Um, And so if they think I don't have any friends or whatever, uh, that's fine by them. Um, I know that I do have friends and that's all I need to know to live a good life, period. And I also think this is an important exercise for anybody, for everybody, because I used to be one of those people that didn't do anything at all if I had to do it alone. I missed out on so many cool experiences because I was just afraid of being alone. Like, how messed up is that? And after all that, like, I might end up in a place where I'm alone anyway. And then what? What am I going to do? Am I just supposed to put my life on hold while I wait for people to waltz into it and get me out to go do stuff? Like, no. No offense, But life is not a romance novel. Like, I'm done missing out on things I want to do because I feel like I can't do them unless I have someone to do them with. And that's not even in direct reference to a romantic partner. I mean, I'm talking about doing things with friends, too. Like, whether or not I have a friend or a partner to do something with, like, I'm just going to try to do things because I'm sick of missing out on things. Like, I don't want to not have good experiences because I'm like, oh shoot, people are going to judge me if I do it alone. Literally, who cares what other people think? At least I'm getting the experience. Like what? I'm just going to do what's best for me. I'm going to live a great big life, whether or not I have people who are going to live it with me. That's what I'm saying. Live your life. Do what you want. I'm, I'm just really, really sick of living my life in fear of what I think other people think. It's my life for a reason. If someone doesn't like something that I'm doing, then they just don't have to do it. Like, what? I just really, it's so frustrating that I think so many people get so up in a tizzy about what other people are doing with their lives. It's like, chill, brother dog. It has nothing, literally nothing to do with you. Why do we take everything so personally? What? Okay, I've got to chill because I could literally go on forever. 
there's just so much I could say. Um, and I, like I said, I've been saying I really can't recommend being alone enough. Um, I do want to recognize, though, really quick that as a woman, I do understand that it can be a lot more anxiety inducing and a lot harder to be alone. Like, I totally get that. That was something that I was also anxious about. A young woman in an unfamiliar city all alone. Like, that is, that is a bit stressful. Um, and I know there's an entirely different set of safety precautions that women have to be aware of when they're alone and that can add an additional anxiety. I get that. Um, I still want to encourage women to go out and have their girl boss alone time because my experience has been so positive, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of the things. Um, and I think there are ways to be alone safely. So if you are comfortable and able that I just do recommend having alone time. Um, but I did also want to be aware of one of the reasons why people don't do things. And I don't want it to say like come off as I'm being insensitive because I really, I do get it. Like I said, live your life, do what's best for you. It's your life. It's your choice. All right, guys, I think I've said enough. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope you got something out of it and that I've encouraged you to at least think about taking a little solo trip. It's really, it is really good for the soul. Like I've just, I I just can't, I'm going to continue to hype it up because I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends and family to listen so I can continue to grow my audience and pump out some really awesome content for you guys. I think next week I'm going to be rating DILFs that I've been obsessed with this summer. Um, and if you have a DILF that you've been obsessed with this summer, please send it in because I want to add it to my list. Like I love seeing who people are simping over. And obviously the DILFs that I have, I'm going to rate them really high because they're all the DILFs I've been obsessing over this summer. But if you send me a DILF, maybe I haven't been obsessing over him. You know what I mean? Also, DILF definition really quick. It doesn't have to be an actual father. Like, for example, Tom Hiddleston is on my DILF list. He's 40 years old, but he hasn't actually had children yet. Um, I mean, he's got he's a dog dad, so I guess that kind of counts, but not really. Um, so if you have a DILF like that just send them all. Send them all. I'd love to see the DILFs that you guys are simping over. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I will catch you on the flip. Bye guys.